My special guest today, Liliana Hinojosa, has run over 100 races in the last three years, proving to the world that athletes come in all shapes and sizes. Hello, everyone. Sarah's from Germany. My name is Judel Kescorboris, and I welcome you to this episode of Running and Fabulous, a podcast created to ignite and empower new and amateur runners to hit the road and push themselves to the very next level. Today, I have a special guest with me who picked up those running shoes and have been pushing herself to the next level over the last three years, proving to the world that athletes come in all shapes and sizes, my friend. And she will be sharing with us not only her amazing journey to losing 75 pounds, that is 34 kilos, my friends, uh, in just one year, but how you too can get started. And who knows, maybe in a couple of months, you'll finish a 5K too. <laughs> Her name is Liliana Inojoso, and she's joining us from Texas. Liliana, welcome to Running and Fabulous. How are Hi. you on this fine? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I'm really excited to get to share a piece of my running journey with the world. Yay. We're eager we're for this because, you know, I have, I read about you and I was like oh my god I need to talk to this girl she rocks <laughs> really really yeah no really really amazing I mean I, my hat's off to you so I actually I'm going to um uh, set give you a few questions right we all want to know a little bit about your background mm -hmm. uh, we want to know, you know, the audience needs to understand that, you know, you really understand what their problem is. You know where they're, where they're coming from with this uh, motivation and trying to get the wheels on motion, right? And yeah. then uh, you will share with us some of your, like, tips, tricks, and secrets. We all want to know how, why, <laughs> como. <laughs> so could you please tell us a little bit about yourselves in terms of background and your journey to weight loss? Sure. Um, I grew up with four sisters and two loving parents and food was always a big thing for us. It was something that brought us together and we look forward to making together, you know, having like a barbecue on a Sunday, things like that. So needless to say, right. I was blessed with, you know, three meals a day and snacks and all that good stuff. And I wasn't really super active. I did play kickball and things like that at recess with my classmates. But going into middle school and high school, I was never really involved in sports. I did join tennis team briefly my junior year and a volleyball team with a church I attended. But nothing was really concrete. And I was definitely not committed to a particular team. Um, I was in the marching band for four years, two as a member of the color guard and two as a member of the drum line. So being in the band fulfilled that athletic requirement that was needed for my graduation. And it was something that I was committed to. Still, I was a little overweight and the pounds kept coming on, but they would go as well. I even dropped down to my lowest weight my junior year, but that was because I had developed an unhealthy eating habit and a bit of an eating disorder. And I wasn't really happy. Um, I eventually graduated high school and went to Texas State University for my bachelor's degree, and there is where I started finding a little bit of my happiness. I was still overweight, but I didn't really care because now I was surrounding myself with so many people who liked me for me, and that didn't really matter anymore. However, being around uh, so many different social circles, I started losing weight again, but this time in a safer, healthier way, 
I did the whole slim fast shake in the morning, chicken breast for lunch. And, you know, unfortunately for dinner, it was mostly consisting of alcohol since, you know, I was a college kid. <laughs> okay. I wasn't really super self-conscious about my weight because, again, I was happy and I knew that the happiness looked good on me. And then once I graduated college, I was probably in the best shape of my life. I had recently joined a gym and I started walking a bit more and saw positive changes in my body that uh, led me to wanting to be more active. But then, unfortunately, I injured my ankle and things started kind of going downhill after that. Um, I had to move back home with my parents to save some money and that took a huge hit on my social life and on my happiness. So I was a little bit depressed and you know, I had to find another job. I had to leave friends I had made back in college. and I, But I did get to come home to my mom. And my mom always cooked these amazing meals for us. And it wasn't like college at all. Like, my fridge in college was full of, like, healthy things like spinach and mushrooms and chicken breast. And at my mom's, it was full of everything I could think of and more. And uh, So, so what, kind, what, kind of, uh, what kind of morsels does your mom make? Uh, what kind of delicious meals that made you eat more? Well, uh, she would always make us uh, tortillas de harina, which are like flour tortillas, like tacos in the mornings and, you know, pancakes or things like that. And we would get, when we would get out of school, it would be like chicken with rice or, you know, just, you know, Mexican type of comfort foods. A lot of, you know, tortillas were involved. So all of that started you know, for all the way to start coming back the weight that I had lost in college, because in college, you know, I was a little poor college kid scrounging for money. And over here, it was like I had, you know, a pantry stocked with like chips and, you know, goodies and things like that. Plus my mom's home cooking, which was really awesome. Yeah, mom's home cooking is always the best. <laughs> yeah. So where, where is college and where is home? Where is where is where was college and where was home? Where did you go to college? Uh, I went to college at Texas State University in San Marcos, which is about four and a half hours north of my hometown, Raymondville, Texas, which is down in the Rio Grande Valley at the southernmost tip of Texas. Okay. Oh, hot. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Okay, so then you're back home, and uh, and now you're eating the mom's home cooking, which mm -hmm. uh, has a lot of flour tortillas. Yes. So yeah, so this will be more more a Tex-Mex uh, food, right? Yeah, definitely a lot of Tex-Mex food. I wouldn't always eat and everything that she would make, but it was just kind of more like, oh, I had food available now, so I would eat it, whereas opposed to sometimes in college there would be nights where I didn't have food and I would have to go to bed without eating. So, you know what Ooh, I mean? It, okay. it kind of went from like, oh, not having a lot of food to coming back home and having everything literally that I wanted. So the weight slowly started, you know, piling up and piling up because I would indulge right. myself in a lot more than I would when I was away from home. Right, right. Yeah, that's understandable, right? Okay, so then you started this, this the journey and then at, when you were back at home, so what... When did you get started uh, looking then for a weight loss solution? Now you're back home, you've gained the weight. So at which point did you say, I've got to do something? I've had um, enough. I don't know if it was a specific point. I do remember uh, one time I was driving, I think, to Austin or something for a photo shoot because um, I am a photographer. So sometimes clients contract me to go to different cities. 
And I think I had remember feeling like my heart was very like agitated or like there was pressure on it. So mm-hmm. it could have just been my anxiety or whatever. But I was thinking, oh, what if my heart is starting to hurt because I'm so overweight? Like I already knew my weight was starting to become an issue because I would get out of breath for, you know, a lot of things. And being a photographer, you have to squat down and do a lot of things. And sometimes I would get the breath taken out of me. So I was just like, okay, I know this is unhealthy. So then I decided, you know, I'm going to weigh myself and see kind of where I'm at. And that's where I saw, you know, that I was in 300 pound area. I was already at 305 pounds, just three years after graduating college. So I was just like, okay, you know, uh, something has to change. and I need to start getting a grip on my life because I didn't want to feel out of breath. And I didn't want to think my heart is hurting because I'm overweight. Okay, wow. That is 138 kilos. You were three, 305 pounds is when you started to, to really pay attention and wanted to reverse what was happening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So then, so then you started to feel that. And then what did you do? What did you try? Did you try running right away or did you try something else? No, not really. Uh, I saw the number on the scale. I think that was like uh, the, maybe February 2015 or so. And then in July... Um, I happened to, oh, I think I had purchased a digital camera or something like that for my business. So I had accumulated a credit at Best Buy that I could use toward anything. And I was like, oh, I think this would be the perfect time to get one of those Fitbit bracelets so I can start tracking my steps, you know? So I went and I used that credit and I applied it toward getting a new Fitbit and I got a new Fitbit for like, I think I paid like $20 or something like that. So it was really, oh wow, yeah, (laughs) so, um. I was really excited for that and I put on the bracelet and then um, it says on there that the American Heart Association recommends 30 minutes of exercise to keep your heart, you know, healthy and active. So I was like, or 10,000 steps. So I was like, okay, you know, I don't know if I can do the 10,000 steps just yet, but uh, I kept the bracelet on and I would do them every once in a while. But whenever it was uh, 2016, January, I was like, I'm going to commit to doing 10,000 steps every single day for that rest of the year. And that was, that was my New Year's resolution, if you will. Okay. Okay. Wow. And so you kept up with it? Well, I kept up with it the entire month of January, and I was so extremely proud. I had my mom help me out. I had my friend CJ help me out. Sometimes they would join me to get steps. And I noticed, you know, sometimes I would come so close to getting it, and I was like, oh, my God, I need a 1,000 more steps. So I would go and I would do a lap around the house. So things like that obviously are really going to make a difference over an extended period of time if you do it every single day. And then uh, through February, I carried it on too until I signed up for my first 5K. And then that's when the goal became not to do 10,000 steps a day, but to do a 5K at least every month or two 5Ks a month, if you will. Wow. Wow. That is insane. So, but when you were doing the 10,000 steps a day, did you, did you notice a a drop in weight or a change in weight or a change in your energy level? Or you say you, you noticed your heartbeat was not, uh, was, was, uh, you had a funny heartbeat. Did you notice in that month that you actually made a difference in your health just doing uh, the 10,000 steps without training for, for, or 5k honestly not a huge difference I really wasn't paying attention I feel like I'm someone that doesn't notice a difference in their body until it's like a few months you know so Mm -hmm. the 10,000 steps a day I had started doing them let's say January and I stopped at the end of February so it was about two months so 
I think I did notice that my energy levels up were up a little bit and I did want to do more things, be more outdoors and things like that. But I really had to notice like a huge decrease in weight. And it honestly, for me, when I started out, it was never about I need to lose weight and I want to lose weight. It was just like I wanted to start running because I wanted to feel uh, accomplished and like I could do whatever I wanted to do type of thing. And then the weight loss, of course, came along with it. So I wasn't like adamantly weighing myself in the beginning and things like that, you know. Okay, so it wasn't, you wanted to enjoy the process. It wasn't right. about, it wasn't about the goal. So what, what motivated, I mean, I, I know it was just, I mean, what triggered your, your curiosity to, to race in a 5K? Did you have friends that actually wanted to do this? Uh, did you have a support system to do this? Or did you just go at it alone and said, I just want to bring up my 10,000 steps up a notch and I'm just going to enroll in this 5K? How did, how did that it was definitely the latter um none of my friends wanted to do this 5k with me I posted it on Facebook and I was like hey does anyone want to do it but no one really replied and again this was the time when I had just recently left college well maybe three years after I left college but at the same time I didn't really have a lot of friends here in my hometown just because I'm kind of an introvert so I didn't really socialize with a lot of people so um you know, the few friends that I had on Facebook, I posted, you know, hey, does anyone want to do a race with me or in a 5k? I've never done one before. But I didn't get like any response at all. So I was like, oh, it's all right. And then I was just thinking about it. And I was like, well, this race sounds like a lot of fun. And it seems like it's for a good cause. And, you know, you get a bag of cookies at the end. So that's really cool. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to sign up for it. And even if nobody does it with me, it's all good. But someone did message me that they wanted to do it with me, but they ended up not me- meeting with me at the race so I ended up doing it alone anyway so oh, wow. I didn't have that uh, initial support system but it definitely did come afterward uh, when I posted the photo of myself with my race medal at the end every the support system started coming in it's awesome yeah it's awesome so races are awesome once you do one you totally get hooked on it <laughs> yes definitely. and I see that you did because how many races did you do that year uh, I believe that year, that first year, I did 36 races. 36 races. All right. So let's go, let's go back up a little. So how did you train for your first 5K? So now you enrolled in your 5K. Did you follow a certain training plan or you were just going around running and enjoying your run and then showed up at the race? Like how, how was that process before the race and then what were your thoughts during the race like what happened when you got there what happened when you were in the race and then when you finally finished do tell me because those are exciting exciting moments uh, that uh, that so many things go into your head right when you're yeah. about to join such a such an event that you haven't done before it's it's a it's a huge rush of lots of emotions put together and I would love to hear what um what was going on in your head during those uh during that time so as far as a training plan I didn't have one I signed up for the race maybe about a couple of weeks before it but I didn't even know that training plans for 5k's existed I didn't really know much about the running community at all like at all at all I didn't really ever run before this 5k um so this was all completely new to me so I mean, the most amount of training that I did was eat a box of Thin Mint Sprint cookies, you know, the ones that they gave us. So I was just <laughs> like, that's pretty much my training for the race, you guys. And everyone, of course, laughed about it on Facebook. Like, oh, that's so funny that you're eating cookies before your race. But that's just me. And um, 
but yeah, the day of the race, it was really exciting. I, I went there completely alone, but of course, um, I'm always one to worry a lot. So I was just thinking, okay, am I going to find parking? Like, what if they don't have my bib? What if they can't find my packet? Like, what if, I don't know. I was just thinking all these what ifs and I was just like, just relax. Like, it'll be okay. I ended up finding parking and I got down and didn't see anyone that I recognized. So, you know, I noticed that they started doing like a Zumba warm up to get your muscles going. So I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I decided to join and it kind of felt like it was an out of body experience because I was just thinking like, why are you doing this dance in front of all these people that you don't even know? Like, but at the same time, I, it was just like something else came over me and I was like, you know what, I need to get out there and do it. So I went out there and I was doing the warm up with them and it was really cool and a lot of fun. And it was something that I don't know, I don't feel like I would have ever done if it wasn't for being in a 5k. And then, uh, of course, the race starts and everyone lines up and you get to feel all the excitement, and the energy and all the different vibes from everyone. So it was really cool, you know, getting to see a lot of people dressed up in tutus and having spectators cheer people on. So the music was going. Everything was, you know, really awesome. And the gun goes off and I just got carried away with the excitement. I wasn't planning on running at all. I was literally going to go and I was going to walk it and maybe, you know, walk a little fast here and there. But for some reason, I decided to take off running with the crowd and I stopped maybe about a quarter of a mile in, which is not very much, but anything is better than nothing, you know, but it was still really surprising to me. So then I walked a bit to catch my breath again. And then I ran when I could. And then I walked again to catch my breath and so on and so forth. But the whole time I was thinking like, wow, this is so much fun. Like everyone's just, you know, running and smiling and laughing. And it was it was just a really awesome experience. And then uh-huh. once I crossed that finish line, and I got that medal, and I heard all the cheers and got my photo taken, it was oh, just wow. a cool experience. And I instantly got hooked. And I was like, Yep, I found what I want. Because um, awesome. I have one of those personalities that if I get obsessed with something, I'm going to get obsessed with it to the extreme. So I know that I needed to find something like that. And sure enough, that's what it turned into like every single race, I had to make sure I got a bib, I got a medal, and I got a photo. Like, that was my thing. And it became, like, I need to collect it, and I need to collect it. And it just became, like, an addiction and a good addiction to have, of course. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. How exciting. I have a big, huge smile on my face because I know what that feels like, you know, going race and especially the first time on a race you know I don't know I don't know how how has it been for you subsequent races right have you felt excitement every single time or has it died off a little bit or like Uh, what do you do to keep up and I know you you've done like I don't know how many 5ks uh, you've done over 100 yeah, I don't know how many exactly. I, I was counting how many races in total I did the other day, and I think I'm at, like, one, 130 or something like that. I'm not sure. I'll have to double-check. But those are just a mix of 5Ks and 10Ks. So I'm sure I've done uh, – it's already getting to the 100 with the 5Ks. So, um, But, yeah, I do get nervous before a lot of races still. But, I mean, they're always so exciting to me. Uh, for example, my 2017 race year, I had pretty much 95% of my races sponsored by – a lot of people who believed in me so a lot of friends a lot of family members type those type of people um paid for my entry fees and then that would just give me that extra motivation to run for them so I don't think the excitement of a race ever wears off but the nerves that I would feel before a 5k I started feeling them before 10ks until I did a 10k and then I started feeling those same nerves before the half marathon until I did the half marathon so it's just like the nerves are still there but like 
they're different when you go to different race lengths. So like right now, I still haven't done a full marathon, but I would still be nervous about a half marathon. You know what I mean? But not so much nervous for a 5K anymore. So now I just feel like 5Ks, you know what? Like not a big deal. Like I love them. They're nice and short. And I also love 10Ks because I feel like they're just the right amount of length. So I don't know. I always get excited before races, especially when I love the medal or whenever I'm dressed up like in an outfit because I do love dressing up for the occasion. I love it. Love it. So you do, you do, I think I I read that your, your mom helps you create costumes for your races. Yeah, she would, she would help out a lot. Yeah. So you have for every single race, do you have a different, a different outfit? No, definitely not. It was just more like the big races, like whenever I would go out of town or if it was like a Halloween type of race. But I usually do try to uh, dress like according to the theme, like if it's a Valentine's run, I'll try to wear, you know, red tights or something with hearts on it. Um, Like right now I have uh, the Ocelot run coming up march 3rd so i'm thinking i don't know what to wear it's gonna be at a zoo so i'm thinking wear something you know like a zoo animal would wear so i'm gonna try to figure that out but yeah that is cute yeah i do love dressing up for races i think it just gives me like extra i don't know extra power i don't know i just because everyone's always like oh my god your costume looks so cool and that makes me happy which leads to me running faster for some reason (laughs) yeah yeah it makes it that much special right it's Mm -hmm. a special thing so it, it makes it that much special so when you fi- when you finished your first 5K, what were your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts were, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that I did this. This is so cool. Um, I can't believe I didn't do it sooner. And I'm so glad that, you know, I, I love it now. I, and I can't wait to do my next race. When is the next one? <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing, Liliana. One over in three years only, you have over 100 races run. That is absolutely amazing thank you I, be, that, my hat's really off to you I am I can't say if I were your mom I'd say I'm proud of you <laughs> thank you <laughs> trying to get my daughter to run myself I don't know how but hopefully I'll put her to listen to the podcast so she can get motivated <laughs> yeah she did she did once as, as kids they get <laughs> excited and then lose the excitement very easily So now, do you have now a support system? Do you run now with people? Or you Um, still do everything on your own? I primarily run on my own. I do have a support system and, like, my friends like my stuff whenever I run and they comment and they're like, we're really proud of you or whatever. But, I mean, I don't have anyone waiting for me at the finish line type of thing. But there is you know, occasionally other runner friends that I have made now that I run into races, sometimes we'll finish together, which is awesome. Or sometimes if they're there, then they do wait for me at the finish line. So um, I do have a bit of a support system, but I don't have someone that goes with me to every single race type of thing. Um, But when I did live in Dallas, my friend Clint, uh, he would always go with me to the races there and he would always wait for me at the finish line. So that was really nice of him having someone there, you know, so you don't have to worry about parking the vehicle and things like that, or who's going to carry all these bananas and water bottles for me type of thing. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I do have a, a, a huge support system online uh, through social media for sure. I always get people messaging me from all over the place saying that I'm inspiring to them or that I motivated them for their first 5k, things like that. So uh, it's just it's just really cool to see the difference I'm making in a lot of people's lives or at least that's what they tell me you know that they're saying like if it wasn't for you I never would have started running or if it wasn't for you I never would have signed up for my first race and now I'm addicted too so 
It's really yeah, nice yeah. that little ripple effect. Yeah, yeah, that is absolutely awesome to be able to spread out the, the what I call the running bug. I always say, I wish that the running bug beats you. <laughs> yeah. So do tell me, how has running transformed you? Okay, what are, what are your, the biggest takeaway that you get from running besides weight management? Uh, I think it just really strengthened my relationship with God. It made me feel a lot more spiritual and a lot closer to him. Uh, before running, I wasn't really that religious. But through running, I found that prayer and talking to God goes such a long way. And it also really made me appreciate my life. And it brings me a great sense of accomplishment and strength because there are a lot of races where there's like so many hills or sharp turns or it's on rough terrain. And I'm just like thinking like you four years ago could not have done this and look at you now like you're doing this and then I see people who are like half of my size struggling to go up that same hill and I'm like oh my god it, I don't know it just makes me feel like I've come such a long way and there's still so much more for me to go so the biggest takeaway has been just getting like a, a, a strength you know religious and you know physical strength yeah that is awesome and all those pounds that you shared along the way which is amazing as well wow unbelievable now so what were what have been some of the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome to keep on running did it did it ever cross your mind to just like throw in the towel and be like oh this running thing i've had enough yeah definitely uh, uh one of the biggest challenges i had to overcome is to not be so hard on myself uh when i first started running it was all for fun but eventually i started paying attention to my times And I kept getting addicted to a faster and faster time. And if I didn't hit a PR, I felt like I was worthless. So it took oh, me a while for me to get over that and to learn that it's okay to be slow and that not every race needs to be a PR. And that I'm still a badass for even going out there and doing it. So learning not to be so critical on myself has been the biggest challenge for sure. And there have been a lot of times where I've been like, Ugh, running is not even worth it. Like whenever I would first start running, I didn't really know to pace myself either. So I would always be hurt and my knees would always be taped up. So there would be a lot of times where I'd be like, oh, my God, this is so frustrating. I'm literally doing this to try to make my life better and to try to be healthier. And yet I'm in pain because I'm trying to do it better. You know what I mean? So um, it's just there's just been a lot of obstacles, but the reward has always been far greater than if I were to quit. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you say that you had the knee pain well, at the beginning when you were starting. Do you continue to have those? Or... No, no, not at all. It's no. very rare that did I you change? Did you change something in your training, in your style? Did you notice that? Did you change something that um, actually helped mitigate the pain that you were having initially when you were starting to run? Yes. So, uh I never saw a doctor or anything like that. So I would always Google like, you know, what's up with my pain. So then I would tape it and I would do the KT tape tutorials on YouTube and, you know, follow along with them. And that really helped ease my pain. But it was just helping that ease my pain. It wasn't really taking away the running problem because I wasn't addressing the cause, which was I was not doing any hip strengthening exercises. So whenever you do hip strengthening exercises, it really helps your hips get nice and strong, which helps, you know, your stride to be better and your landing and things like that. So whenever um, I started doing them, that's when I noticed that the knee pain started going away. And then I remember running my first race without wearing any tape on my knees. And I was like, oh, my God, is this real life? Like, my knees aren't hurting and I'm not wearing any tape. Like, it was really cool. And I started seeing the rewards from doing the hip strengthening exercises 
And over time, I also learned that whenever my knees start hurting, that means that I need to swap out my running shoes for new ones. So that's Mm. always been like the cause of pain. So before, I didn't know that you had to switch out your running shoes, you know, every so often. Um, But I would let the problem go and I thought, oh, it's just bad knees and it's just bad knees. And it turns out if I had just swapped my running shoes, that would have prevented a lot of my knee pain. Absolutely. I used to, the reason why I get into this is because I also used to have problems with my knees. You're mentioning exactly some of the things that I did to get rid of that, right? Yeah. Wear any braces now and I don't have any problems with it. And shoes is a huge thing. People yes. that are not into running, they don't understand why we runners are obsessed with shoes. <laughs> yeah, it's the beginning like of crazy. everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just like, it's all about the shoes. You know, I don't care what you're wearing. You can run in a bikini if you want. But you yeah. got to have the right shoes. <laughs> I agree 100%. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So how much time do you invest in training? Like, how much do you run regularly on a weekly basis? Like, what's your day like with it, which includes running? How do you how do you manage your time to make sure that you get that run in? So if I'm training, which right now I'm not at the moment, I'm kind of busy trying to manage my uh, best friend's wedding right now because I'm her maid of honor, which I'm really excited about. But I'm all over the place. So I haven't been able to run regularly or stick to a training plan. And also, I'm not signed up for a half marathon this year yet. So I don't feel that pressure of, okay, I need to follow this three month marathon plan or whatever, you know. So, but usually if I do a uh, train, I usually do three days of running, which consists of two to four miles each day. So for example, I usually run Monday, Wednesdays, and then uh, rest, not well, rest Sundays, and then run a race on Saturdays. So usually Monday, Wednesday, Saturdays are my run days, because Saturdays, I'm usually always at a race. And um, during the week, I would do like two to four miles each time that I run. And then the other three days, uh, I would fill it with cross training. So whether it's like bleachers or going to the gym or, you know, more hip strengthening exercises or whatever it may be. And then Sundays would be my rest day. So that's usually what I do. And uh, I just started a nine to five job last year at the end of August. So it's been a lot different trying to get adjusted to that because sometimes I get out of work and it's pitch black and sometimes I get out of work and it's completely fine. So there are some days that I have to get up super early to go for a run in the mornings and other days where I can just go run after work. So it just kind of depends, but I do try to fit it in, especially if I have a half marathon that I'm going to do, I definitely commit to it over anything. I'm like, no, you can't hang out with your friends. No, you can't do this or you can't do that until you do your run. And just, and if I don't do my run for some reason, I feel so bad and I feel so guilty that I can't even enjoy whatever I'm doing, you know? So it's better for me to just do it. And, uh, and it's also hard, you know, to try to stick to rest days because on rest days you feel like, oh, but then you're like, okay, your body really needs to rest. You need to give your time, yourself time to recover. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Recovery is king when you are running and training and racing. So you haven't scheduled a half marathon this year, but what is it? Do you have something in mind? Yes, I definitely am thinking of doing the Trinity River Run Half Marathon again in Dallas. Uh, that was the one that I did most recently, and I just loved it. You know, Dallas has a very special place in my heart, and that half marathon is full of beautiful views of the skyline and things like that. So, um, And I know a lot of people there from November Project Dallas, which is a free fitness workout group that meets Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays uh, at 6 a.m. all around Dallas, and uh, it's open to the public, by the way. So... 
I have a big community up there that I love to see. So I think if I register for another half marathon, it's definitely going to be that one. Uh, I just need to see what I have, what's in store for me. And I also would like to do a full marathon uh, in the near future, hopefully in the next two years or so. I just really need to really, really train for that one, you know. And any particular marathon in mind? Uh, one of my friends, Roxanne, who runs in San Antonio, was telling me about the the one in uh, the, the rock and roll half marathon or whatever. So I think that one would be cool to do. Uh, as far as marathons, I don't know. I would have to really look into them. I don't know what the big marathons are, you know. <laughs> yeah, where that, where, where, which, which city would you like to, you have to see which city would you like to see one yeah. mile at a time for, for 26.2 miles. <laughs> mm-hmm. It has to be spectacular. That's a, That's a great point. Go to, mm-hmm. go to New York, go to New York. Yeah. I grew up in I grew up in New York, so I'm totally biased. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Hopefully, one day. Yeah. Now, do tell me something. I'm just a little bit curious about running in Texas. Isn't it too hot? Yeah, it does get really hot, but that's why you have to get up early. Um, in summer, that was one of my biggest lessons that I learned my first year of running. I noticed that my paces would get so much worse in the summer. Well, because, you know, the sun takes a huge toll on yourself. Yeah. So uh, I started learning, like, you know, either get your ass up super early so that you can run and have a good time or run in the heat and suffer a bad time and risk, you know, heat exhaustion. So you get to learn that you have to get up early to beat that heat and if you can't I mean just wear as much as protection as you can you know sunscreen a hat things like that because there Lots have been of water. A lot of runs where I've overheated and I've been like oh my god like it feels so ugly so oh I mean it's it key for sure oh my gosh yeah I, I you know we don't have very uh normally our summers here in Europe are not too hot Mm-hmm. They're pretty, pretty decent weather, but last last summer, almost every day we had, you know, hitting almost a hundred degrees, and it was painful to train through that. Sometimes I get up yeah. at six, six, five o'clock in the morning. At five o'clock in the morning, it was hot. I'm just like, yeah. what's going mm-hmm. on here? It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I need I a train. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I am I think I would, you know, I would like have a heart attack if I have to live in a place that is hot all the time. And then I still have to train because yeah. it, it was really hard. So my, my hat's extra off to you for that because <laughs> training in the heat and I know that, you know, you probably say that in the morning it's not that hot, but I, I mean, I don't know about Texas weather, but I just feel like Texas is hot, period. <laughs> yes, definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> so wow that's amazing but yeah I guess you get used to right you get used to yeah, to everything you get used to it yeah yeah so Liliana I want to ask you something can you share with us a tip that you wish someone would have shared with you when you were first starting out something that can actually you know somebody that's right now sitting on their couch thinking oh yeah she's got a 5k but yeah I don't see myself doing that but maybe if you would have gotten that tip it would have gotten you off the couch a lot faster I don't know if it's as like you know a crazy amazing tip but just to pace yourself and to do those hip strengthening exercises again if I had known about them before when I first started running it would have saved me a lot of pain and a lot of trouble and uh, pacing yourself is very important because if I hadn't, if I really paced myself from the beginning, I don't think I would have gotten as injured as much as I did. 
I think I went way too fast too soon, which led to a lot of my knee problems too. And um, <clears throat> also I was like training excessively, not listening to my body. I wasn't stretching how I should. I wasn't using a foam roller. So if someone had been adamant and was like, hey, you really need to make sure to pace yourself and make sure that you have the proper running shoes, I feel like that would have made a world of difference in my running career for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You hit the, what is it, the nail right on the hedge. Yeah, because a lot of people think that, oh, I'm a runner, I got to go do a, a, you know, I got to go do really, really fast, you know, and then they they tend to uh, have different posture, right? The posture that you have can also uh, trigger some injuries, right? How how you land can trigger yeah, injuries. Yeah, definitely. It's just, you know, so yeah, so oh, that's a that's an awesome tip, Liliana. So do you have any tools, any tools or any apps that you recommend for people that are, want to get started running? The app, yeah. that, uh, the app that really made a difference for me, which the Couch to 5K app, I downloaded it and it's a really easy program. Basically, you get out there three times a week. And it consists of usually 30-minute sessions. It does get a little bit longer toward the end, but it alternates between walking and running. So what that does, it, it, it helps you start to develop an endurance for running. So each time it'll increase the time that you run a little bit, and it'll decrease the time that you're walking a little bit as well. So before you know it, you're running, you know, two minutes at a time, and then you're running four minutes at a time, and then six minutes, and so on and so forth. So having that application really helped me, and it really helped me that get the endurance that I have right now which is uh I'm usually able to run about eight miles without stopping right now it's been a little less because I haven't been training as much so right now I'm at about six miles without stopping but you know what I mean whenever you get that app it really helps you build a good endurance because you do it repetitively three times a week and it just it makes a huge difference over over the long period of time Right. So you focus on the process, right? Yeah. Focusing mm -hmm. on the process rather than the goal. And that makes a huge difference when you're, when you're building up endurance. Yeah. 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 So do tell me something. I know as a runner, I mean, I, I just run uh, my, my first half marathon last of, of this year, this past Sunday. And it reminded me of like how, it, how I think when the going gets tough, right? Have you yeah. had those moments that you're on a race and the going gets really tough where you're just like, why, right? We, I know that we all runners have that because I speak to different runners and they're like, yeah, it gets like that where you're just like, why am I even doing this, right? Yeah, so, definitely. When you're doing that, when you're doing that, when the going gets tough, what do you say to yourself? What do you do? What are some tricks that you can share with us so that anybody that's out there that says, even if they're starting the zero to 5K and they're starting to train and they're seeing that it's getting tougher because it does get tougher because it only gets easier tough things, right? Yeah. So what are some of the things that you can say, hey, don't throw in the towel, don't quit? Is there any one thing that somebody can put in their head and say, when the going gets tough, I'm going to say this thing that Liliana said? Well, I think you definitely need to have a running mantra that is special and specific to you. Uh, it took me, uh, my friend Caitlin was writing for, I believe, uh, Running USA, and she interviewed me for an article. 
And uh, she asked me, what is your running mantra? And I was like thinking about it. And I was like, I don't have a specific one. So then I really got to thinking of what it could possibly be. And over the years, it's developed into God's got me and I've got this. So that's just like something that I say to myself whenever I feel like, oh, like I really can't do this. And another thing that I do is um, I, I feel like I'm really fueled by hip hop because I love songs that make me feel powerful and make me feel like I can, you know, kick anyone's ass and handle anything that comes my way. So um, whenever I feel like I can't go anymore, I literally start rapping along to the song and rapping along to these songs when I'm running makes me feel amazing. You get a lot of people staring at you like, I can't even walk like or I can't even talk while I'm running and you're here rapping to a song like, I don't know, it just makes me feel kind of cool and it it carries me on through so many miles. So I think if you have something that really like hypes you up, like a motivational song or a motivational saying that's really going to make a difference or have some kind of reward waiting for you at that finish line, uh, whether it's, you know, your favorite beer or whatever it may be, just something that you're like, you know what, just a few more miles and, and you got this. And I remember my second half marathon, I signed up, I was doing it and I was on barely on mile two. And I was like, Oh my God, like, are you seriously doing a half marathon right now? You literally could have signed up for the 10K or the 5K, but no, you had to sign up for the half marathon. And I was just like, oh my God, like, why are you doing this? But then I was just like, just get over it. Just get over it. And I was like, I'm doing this for, for myself. And I don't know. You just have to like get past that mental barrier that you're like, oh my God, I have so much ahead of me. And then, and then before you know it, you're like, oh, you know what? Four miles down. Cool. You know, eight miles down. All right. You know, just a few more miles left and, just really talking to yourself and making yourself feel powerful really makes a difference. Right, right. And so, so you run with music? Yeah, definitely. All the time. All there the have time. been a few okay. times that I've forgotten my music and, you know, I've appreciated, you know, the world around me or whatever, but I definitely like music a lot more. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because also when you're on races, it's kind of interesting to look at the people around you and see the signs and, you know. Yeah. That also keeps enter people entertained when you're when you're going when you're going along. Of course, if you have people around you, because yeah, I love cheer stations. They're so awesome. I remember uh, when I did the Longhorn Run in Austin in 2017. I was doing it with my friend Brian, and he was, you know, he he's a really tall guy, so he was able to keep up with me very easily, and I jog at a very slow pace. Um, but I do it nonstop either way. But he said that whenever we would go through the cheer stations that my pace would increase like, you know, so much and that he would have to like start running with me. And he's like, I feel like those st he was like, I feel like those stations really make you happy. And I was like, I guess so. Like, I, I never really noticed that until he pointed it out. And then I started noticing it more whenever there's like a photographer there or a cheer station. It makes me want to run faster. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, they really fire you up. I mean, that is the that's they do and, and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad right because then you you kind of uh burn a lot of energy the faster you go you the faster yeah, you burn your energy yeah, exactly. right so mm -hmm. it's actually much better to try to find your rhythm and enjoy your run yeah <laughs> yes definitely. oh yay Mene. okay so um let's see uh is there anything anything that you want to share with you with us that i haven't tapped into thus far I don't know. I mean, I think we've covered a lot of great stuff. I think it's just like uh, if you're holding back because you're afraid of what people are going to think about you. I always tell my friends, you don't even know these people. You're probably not even going to run into them again. So who cares? You're just a background character in their storybook <sighs> life type of thing. You know yes. what I mean? So 
just do this for yourself. This is your story. This is your book. You need to do things for yourself. It doesn't matter what other people think. doesn't matter what others say. Just get out there and you're the one that's going to succeed from this, not anyone else, you know? Absolutely. You got to write your own story and let everybody else just read it. And I actually tell everybody, look, you're not pizza. Not everybody's going to like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Liliana, this has been an amazing, amazing time. I appreciate so much that you have taken the time to come on this uh, podcast and tell us your journey and your story. If people want to know more about your journey, where can they find you? Uh, I'm really active on my Facebook, uh, Liliana Hinojosa, but uh, I do have Instagram and it's Lily Runs Texas all together. So L-I-L-I-R-U-N-S-T-E-X-A-S. And then if you want to add me on Snapchat, that's Torkadot, T-W-E-R-K-A-D-O-T. So those are the three places that I really post the most about running, especially Snapchat. I really post a lot of uh, snaps of me running or at me, me at races, behind the scenes, stuff, things like that. Awesome. Awesome. So you hear that? If you want to follow Liliana throughout Texas, she's running the entire state at some <laughs> point, right? Yes. <laughs> and link up to her accounts on Snapchat or Facebook. That is fantastic. Again, thank you so much, Liliana Hinojoso, for sharing your amazing journey with yes, us. Thank you. And Thank you. It has been really wonderful. I have the entire time just a big smile on my face. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> because I know I really know what running does to you. It's a real yeah. chemical reaction that you know mm -hmm. it, it changes everything. It's a game changer. And I yeah. really hope more people get inspired through you or through anybody else that they decide uh, to use as a role model. But whatever it is that you do, just put on those shoes and hit the road. <laughs> yes, get out there. There's nothing like it. The only thing just I do wish it. I had started running sooner, uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, but it's never too late. You're definitely catching up with a lot of kilometers behind you in just three years. So I'm sure you're going to be rocking for many, many years to come. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's really nice awesome. to talk to you. Thank you so much, Liliana. And thank you all my fabulous listeners for sticking around until the end of this uh, podcast on how athletes come in all shapes and sizes. I hope it motivated you and keeps you and gives you the courage to put on those shoes and hit the road, Jack. Don't forget, let's connect. I am on Facebook. I'm Judelke Escobores, the only Judelke Escobores you will find, or let's link up on Instagram at Running and Fabulous. Have a shunen shunen tag and hasta la vista, baby. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Bye.